Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Hope you're having a great week. I may sound a little stuffy this week. Allergies are kicking in Florida. We got pollen all over the place. If you wash your car the next day, it looks like uh, it looks like I got dusted with with uh, fairy dust. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, the it's called the bookmark this episode. It's a special episode for when you're heading to the courts. Make sure you check that out. It's a really good way to. We've gotten a lot of good feedback uh, from listeners. And it's just a really good way to get yourself ready when you're heading out to the pickleball courts, get you focused, get you in a good state of mind, and get you to play in your best. So make sure you check that one out. If you need the number, it's episode number 127. If you're listening to this at another time other than this week, but we know you're listening to it this week, so it's last week's episode. But seriously, episode 127, bookmark that episode, it's going to help you out. Today we're going to cover a couple of subjects. We're going to have ours, our main subject. It's actually something that I am not... Uh, it's it's not something that comes easy to me to think through because it's not something uh, that I struggle with uh, or have struggled with. But I I'm I'm working on my uh, you know my empathy uh, muscles, and so I wanted to put myself in the shoes of uh, a friend and a player who had mentioned this uh, particular uh, subject, right? This particular limitation or not limitation, but this particular thing that they deal with, right? And what it has to do with is you know, feeling, and I may be framing it out uh, not exactly correctly, but you'll get the gist of it. It's, it's, it's feeling guilty, right? Or feeling bad, I guess, about playing well or about winning or about having success on the pickleball court and feeling, I guess, a little bit out of sorts for that. So we're going to talk about that today and I'll give you some ideas on how to uh, deal with that or, how, or some suggestions on how to frame it out differently. And then in the riff, I'm going to talk to you about how we all play the same game. We think there's different games out there. But at the end of the day, whether you're a pro player or just getting started, we're all playing pickleball. Stay tuned for the podcast. If it's March, you know what that means. It's time for our March System Mini-Series. During our three workshop mini-series, we are going to share with you the most important concept in pickleball and how to use it. We're going to share with you the most important shot in pickleball and why you should focus on it. And we're going to share with you why you're popping the ball up and how to minimize pop-ups in your game. There's no cost to attend the mini-series, but you do need a ticket. I'll put a link down in the show notes so you can get your ticket and reserve your seat. Stop guessing what you need for your game and rise above the YouTube noise. Learn what you need to realize your full pickleball potential at our system mini-series. I'll see you there. The first topic I want to cover is the topic that our friend brought up, to, brought to our attention, which is not allowing yourself to feel good or to or to uh, get the benefits, right, the rewards when you play well out on the court. And what I want to talk to you about is I'm going to give you some framing. And at the end of the day, what I want to do is I want you to give you, I want you to give yourself permission to be good, right? Permission to win. It's kind of like uh, made me think of uh, you know permission to come aboard like on Star Trek and things like that. So permission, give yourself the permission, and you have to be the one to do that. And so let's talk a little bit about what's happening there. And the way I want to frame it out for you, the way I want to, I want to illustrate it for you, is I'm going to share a little bit of a, a personal side of me and my wife, Jill, and you know something, something that happens to us sometimes involving pickleball. And specifically what I want to talk about is, you know, I'll see Jill um, hit a really good shot or, or play a really good game. Say that I'm out there watching her and her friend, they're getting ready for a tournament, and I will tell her, you know, Jill, you played amazing today. That was what you did there, and I'll describe a couple of things. And what I'll get is I'll get resistance, right? And it sounds very similar to the kind of resistance that our friend is talking about here about not giving herself permission to feel good when she does something well on the pickleball court. 
And so Jill will push back and say, no, I don't, you know, not really, or I got lucky or something like that. Right. And, and I get a little exasperated, but what I'll tell her is I'll tell her, I say, Jill, I say, when you, when you do something that I think could be improved, I tell you that. In other words, I say, Hey, you know, I think maybe try this with the mechanics or maybe, you know, hit this other shot next time or something like that. Right. Or I didn't see you moving that well today. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, were you tired? Or are you feeling well? Whatever it is. So I'm pointing out, right, the things that that I think she could improve on, which is the same thing that you're doing, right? I guarantee you that when you mess up, you're letting yourself know, hey, you messed up today. But if that's the case, then let's allow the flip side to be true as well, right? Let's allow the positives that you do to to, to have the same permissions, right? Or have the same... Um, the same flow as the negatives that you do. Because listen, when you play pickleball, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to do things incorrectly. And you're, you know, I hit boneheaded shots all the time. And I will tell myself, oh, that was boneheaded. But you know what? When I hit a good shot, I'll be like, hey, that was a pretty good shot or that was a pretty good idea. Um, and so I, you have to allow both the, the negative is okay to have, right? Like the, you know, there's a certain way to deal with that. And there's other podcasts that we dealt with on that. But there's, there's a, a, you know, you can allow the negative information into your system. But if you're doing that already, also allow the positive information into your system, right? Don't just allow the, don't have just a one-way valve that only allows negative information to come in when you screw up, right? When you mess up and not allow positive information to come in when you do something great or when you win a game. And so, you know, what I'd suggest to you is that, let's say, that, you know, when you're down in a game, so you're down, you know, 5, 10, and you and your partner struggle and boom, 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 and you come back and you own 12, 10, there is nothing wrong with cracking a smile, being proud of yourself for, for accomplishing that, right, for struggling through that and getting that victory. Because I guarantee you that when you're up 10, 5, and your opponents win, you are going to let yourself know that you did something wrong or that you, you know, whatever you could have done differently. Um, so make it a two-way street. And at the end of the day, it's up to you, right? You're the one with agency and control here. But give yourself permission to feel good about the things that you're doing positive and about your victories in on, on the pickleball court. All right, so hopefully that'll help you with that concept about you know allowing yourself the, the, the two-way street on the, the good and the bad. In the riff, I'm going to talk about how pro players and you are playing the same game. And hopefully that'll help you frame out the importance of some of these things that you may be overlooking in your game. Stay tuned for the riff. Pickleball players often focus on their shots, on improving their shots. There's nothing wrong with improving your shots. You will need to be able to hit shots to play your best pickleball. However, selecting the best shot for any given situation depends on the game's framework. From the framework of the game, you can develop the objectives that you need to accomplish when you're out on the court. From objectives, you get strategies. From strategies, you select the best shot. If you want to play your best pickleball and understand the game when you're out there, you'll need to understand the framework of pickleball. The most efficient way to learn the framework of pickleball is through the pickleball system. You not only get the shots and strategies and objectives you need, you get the framework of the game. Join us inside a system class and become a complete pickleball player. I'll link to it below. CJ and I are getting ready for our system mini-series that we do every March. 
And in that process, you know, we're, we, we are always refining the message, always looking for additional footage and, and just trying to make sure that we're as clear as possible in, in transferring our knowledge. Uh, if you haven't heard us say it before, our mission is to transfer knowledge, right? That's our, our that's what we do. That's our, our, our mission in, in, in Pickleball. You know, we don't build courts. We don't make paddles. We don't, you know, do things like that. What we do is we have knowledge about the game and our mission is to transfer that knowledge to the best, to the best of our ability, transfer that knowledge to players like you uh, to help strengthen you as players and improve your relationship with Pickleball. And so in doing that process, I was reviewing some uh, footage from a match that uh, played uh, a few a few months ago at Lake Nona in uh, Orlando. It's a PPA tournament, and it was the finals match. I was looking specifically looking at returns of serve. Now, returns of serve, pretty boring topic. I'll give you that. I mean, it's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's not ATP. It's not Ernie. It's not you know the tweener and all these. You know, it's not spins. Right. It's not going to make any highlight reels. But I'm going to tell you something, and this isn't watching this, this uh, again, senior, mixed senior pro finals gold medal match at the tournament. The importance of the return of serve cannot be overstated. And what I wanted to get to is at the end of the day, whether, whether, whether your name is fill in the blank with your name or your name is uh, Anna Lee Waters or Ben Johns or any of the players out there, J.W. Johnson, Anna Bright, you and they – are playing the exact same game. Meaning, you are playing on a 44 by 20 court with a net about 32 inches or so, depending on, on how strict your court, your courts are on uh, accuracy of the net height. Uh, you know, you're playing with a one type or the ball that's sanctioned by the USA Pickleball Association. You are using a paddle that's approved by USA Pickleball Association. I mean, basically, you're playing the same game. And I think what happens is, is pickleball players sometimes think that there's like uh, that that like a return of serve is something that's reserved for ah uh, you're new you know stay over here stay in your lane right stay in your lane worry about the return of serve leave the other stuff for the pros but I'm gonna tell you something as a senior pro player you know what's a super important shot in my game my return of serve and if you come to the mini series hopefully you'll make it to the mini series we're we're gonna have a uh, it's a, it's a bonus that we do for uh, folks that come to the mini-series. It's basically a question-and-answer type video where we do some, some uh, play breakdown. We give you a, uh, it's a rally breakdown, and then we give you an, a question, and we say, where, where would you hit this ball? Where would you aim to hit this ball? And then we give you some choices, uh, and you look at it. Hopefully, you give it some thought and, and, and struggle with it a little bit because that's where the challenge is. And then you – and not just the challenge. That's also where the learning is because that's, that's what will make it click when you, you get to the answer – and then we give you our answer, but not just our answer. It's not just telling you this is what you do and moving on. We give you the reasoning. And the reason we give you the reasoning is because, as I said earlier, we're about knowledge, uh, transferring knowledge to you. And what's important for you, if you really want to grow in this game, is to understand the framework of pickleball. The framework of pickleball is where it starts everything, starts the entire um, <clears throat> path, the entire waterfall of what comes next, which is objectives and then strategies and then shots. Too often as pickleball players, we get, we get enamored or just get stuck with shots and maybe some strategies. I want to know what to do in this situation. That's fine if you're only in that situation. But if you're in a different situation, now what are you going to do? 
If you understand the framework, everything flows from there. So make sure you're on the lookout for the mini-series tickets when they, when they become available. They're free tickets, but you do need a ticket. All right, hopefully you enjoyed this week's podcast. It's always a pleasure to be here with you and to help with some pickleball therapy. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it. It helps us reach players just like you. And as always, share with your friends. If you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.